Hi, and welcome to Traditional Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Levick. In today's episode, we're going on part two of the Amazonian Healing Discipline series. In this episode, we're going to be discussing how healers prepare for this incredibly important role as healer in this tradition. If this is the first time that you're tuning into this podcast, here's a little bit about what you can expect to hear. In this podcast, we talk all things Amazonian and high Andean healing traditions of Peru. For over nine years, I've been volunteering for various healers, and for more than half of that time, I have spent it with Amazonian and high Andean Kiro healers of Peru. This podcast is all about me distilling all that experience, all that knowledge, so that you can feel closer to these traditions. And of course, if you're looking for authentic traditional indigenous healing, but don't know where to look, check out traditionalmedicinemiami.com. We work on a very special project with the Kiro community to connect their world-renowned healers with the people who need them. So if you're looking to alleviate anxiety, addiction, urges, depression, and the list kind of goes on and on, check out some of our plans on our website. And if anything sounds good to you, go ahead and send us a message. We'll be happy to connect you. So let's get started on today's episode regarding how Amazonian healers prepare for this very incredibly important and crucial role as healer in this discipline. So there are three things that an Amazonian healer is going to have to do in order to become a healer. The first thing that an Amazonian healer is going to have to do is that they're going to have to strengthen their weaknesses, their vulnerabilities, whether it is in their character, whether it is in their energetics, whether it is in their spiritual essence, everything that could compromise that healer's ability to channel divine grace here on earth and work with these sacred beings, that has to be addressed. Luckily for the Amazonian healer, they're going to receive a lot of help in doing this. If they are working with a good teacher, that teacher's lineage will be helping, that uh, the, the sacred plants will be helping, Mother Earth will be helping, God will be helping, the divine will be, all kinds of allies will be helping. Everybody will be there to support this healer in their journey. The second thing a good Amazonian healer is going to need to do is they're going to have to establish good communication with sacred beings. They're going to have to be very comfortable with the spiritual and energetic aspect of life, and they need to be able to work well with their allies when they're performing healing. They're also going to have to integrate divine energies into their own field, usually done through the dieting that they do with sacred plants, because that is going to strengthen their energetics. It'll make them more resistant to anything that is not light. That is why they're able to channel divine grace here on earth and are able to help with the healing of other people. The third thing that a good Amazonian healer is going to have to do is they're going to have to commit to a life of self-improvement. They're going to have to commit to a life of service to others, service to Mother Earth, service to God and the divine. And they're going to have to stay on track because if they don't, it is going to have some negative implications to them. So they always have to be on the lookout for any vulnerabilities that crop up. And when these weaknesses come about, they're going to have to have the willingness to transform them, heal them into strengths. I remember one day Maestro Gardel Vasquez, who is an Amazonian healer, says to me, Cara, it is very, very tough to become a healer. It takes a lot of strength and courage to get through these plant diets because they are going to push you to the limit so that you can go beyond those limitations. Countless people in the middle of this process turn away and say, I, I can't do it. This is too much for me. But there's no easy way to go through this process. This power is not given. It is earned. And then he said something to me that I'll never forget. He says to me, Kara, if you wanted to become, say, a sorcerer, oh, that's easy. Between three to six months, you're a sorcerer. 
You can do witchcraft and hurt people, not a problem. But that, that's not real power. That's easy to do, easy to get. But what we do, helping people, serving Mother Earth, serving the divine, that is tough. That is real power. And to get that kind of power, you have to earn it. So what exactly is power in the Amazonian tradition? And how do you go about getting it? Power is the ability to hold space for good things to happen. To gain power, you have to gain the energetics, the experience, and the knowledge that will help facilitate healing for others. So what makes you strong? What makes you powerful in this tradition? Power is virtue. Power is discipline. Power is wisdom. Power is love. It is your ability to stay on the right path no matter what. In order for you to hold space for good things to happen, you're going to have to root out, heal, and strengthen anything that could compromise that task. Now, if you wanted to gauge how weak or how strong you were in a certain area, wouldn't you want to test yourself? And if you failed a certain test, wouldn't you want to work on yourself and then retest again to see if you've actually improved and overcome that weakness? This is why testing makes so much sense and why in the Amazonian tradition it's used so much. But taking and passing tests isn't a process that's exclusive to the Amazonian tradition. I remember hearing a story about a group of monks that went into very scary cemeteries at night just to meditate, just to see if they could hold that peace and overcome their fears. We also know the story of Jesus. Jesus purposely went into the desert to be tested by the devil because Jesus knew that they needed to be tested. They needed to pass this test in order to move on to the next level. In the Amazonian tradition, the sacred plants are going to test you and they're also going to show you where your blind spots are so that you can take the steps necessary to heal and to overcome your weaknesses. Being tested and being able to pass these tests are what is going to really cement these energetics. They are going to help you become more powerful. But why is it so important for healers to do that in order to have power, in order to hold space for good things to happen? If you check out episode three, what is at the core of La Ciencia Ancestral or Ancestral Sciences, I talk a little bit about energetic complications and why they come about. There's one in particular called atrasos, and it is kind of an umbrella term. It, it means delay in the field. And one of the ways that you can have this kind of energetic delay is when someone goes into the energetics, the spiritual aspects of a person and almost codes bad things to happen, right? And people call this witchcraft. Now, in this episode, I talk about why it's allowed to happen. In the case of witchcraft, if God is all-powerful, why would he allow this to happen? Why is witchcraft a thing? Well, like in the story of Jorge, who is the Amazonian healer that had received witchcraft, someone did witchcraft on this person, on my friend Jorge. And had it not been for that witchcraft, he would have never come onto his path, his path that was Amazonian traditions. If it weren't for things like witchcraft, we wouldn't have an opportunity to grow into our power. We wouldn't have a reason to. A lot of us wouldn't ever come in contact with this world if we were always happy and content. It's usually a problem that made us go deeper to find out what exactly is going on. 
In life, you're going to have two kinds of medicine that is going to help you stay on that path. You're going to have sweet medicine, which is love, harmony, everything around you is prosperous, people are happy, your community is happy. That means, hey, everything's going right. Don't do anything different. You're on that path. But then you're also going to have bitter medicine. You're going to have poverty. You're going to have sadness. You're going to have depression, anxiety, addiction, suicidal ideation. You're going to have all of these things that say, hey, there's something wrong here. We need to go deeper. We need to grow. We need to change. So we're grateful. I mean, if it weren't for these bitter medicines, we wouldn't have had the challenge needed to grow into our power. But as healers, you want to ensure that you have figured out all of your weak areas so that you don't have to be given any bitter medicine, especially when you're doing this kind of work, because your sole purpose is to hold space for good things to happen. You can't hold space for good things to happen when you haven't worked on all of your weaknesses because you are susceptible to receiving bitter medicine, right? In the form of uh, energetic or spiritual attacks, in the form of all these things. These are all bitter medicines and they're nice. But as a healer, you need to say goodbye to that. And if you're going to learn any lessons, instead of having bitter medicine in real life in these traditions, you're going to learn in training. The sacred plants will put simulations together for you. If your problem is women, you're going to be tested with women. And in ceremony, you're going to have all kinds of stuff. In dreams, you're going to have all kinds of simulations. They know where your weaknesses are and they're going to train you. And if you fail the first time, the second time, the third time, as many times as you need to fail, you'll likely hear the plants, the sacred beings that are coaching you say, you see, you see what happens when you don't listen, when you're not disciplined in this area? Do you see what happens? And you'll likely get a glimpse of what could happen if you do these things. Now, I'm going to share with you some stories where the ayahuasca, where these sacred beings have tested healers and have trained them through simulations. One healer had a problem with women. This person liked the bad girls, liked the girls that could really cause harm to his life. And it was a vulnerability. It was a weak area for this healer. So the ayahuasca during sleep decided that she was going to put a simulation together for this healer. And she brought over a bunch of beautiful women in a bedroom. And he was there and they came to seduce him and he allowed this seducing to happen. And when they got very close to this healer, they transformed into demons and they began to harm him energetically. And it was an all out war and he was outnumbered and it was just too late for him. He could feel that, you know, he, he there's no way that he could battle this out. And then the ayahuasca had stopped that simulation and said, do you see, do you see what happens when you put your guard down, when you allow these people to come near you, when you don't have this kind of sexual discipline that you should have? And boy, was he happy that was just a simulation. There was another time where there was a healer that had a problem eating pork. Yeah, that's right, eating pork. This is a, a no-no in the Amazonian tradition because the energetics of pork and just all, all around, it's just not good for you. So the ayahuasca was telling this healer, how many times do I have to tell you not to eat pork, not to do it? And she would, you know, he would become sick. And every time he had to deal with the consequences of his action until he finally learned not to eat pork. And it's not just people who are starting in this tradition. It never ends. 
as soon as there's some kind of weakness, she's going to identify it and she is going to put together some tests and simulations and training. There was even one time when she decided everyone needed to have some training. Everybody needed to have a simulation. What she put together was it looked like everybody was doing witchcraft on each other. This was all of the healers that worked together and it looked like they were betraying each other. This is this is the simulation she put together. And all the healers started to ask, hey, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Um, and quickly they realized she's testing us. She's testing us. And they realized that um, that's what she was doing. And then that's how they could identify that they needed to strengthen that. Their lack of unity in that case, their lack of harmony in that case was the weakness, was the vulnerability to the entire healing operation. When a healer has decided that they want to walk this path and go on the Amazonian tradition journey, they are signing up for a lifetime of self-improvement. That becomes part of the job. You're going to have to fearlessly look at yourself. And as soon as there's a weakness, you're going to have to do anything you can to strengthen it, anything you can to heal it even if it means going to another healer to have it examined and looked at. Whatever you have to do, that is part of your journey. Now, if a healer at some point in time decides, you know, I don't want to do any of this anymore, I don't want to work on myself, but they continue to practice, they're going to be stripped of these powers, of these healing powers, little by little, and it's only going to get worse as time progresses. A lot of them end up not drinking ayahuasca anymore. A lot of a lot of different things can happen. It's really unfortunate. It's only because uh, they have stopped walking the path that they were destined to walk really is what it is. And so that is when you're going to start receiving bitter medicine, which is not a great experience. So let's recap on today's episode. We really honed in on the journey of the healer and how they go about gaining power in this tradition. We talked about what power is. Power is having the ability to hold space for good things to happen no matter what. And we talked about the process of acquiring power. Acquiring power happens when you strengthen those weaknesses, those things that get in the way of you being able to be an instrument for the divine for Mother Earth, to help people, to heal people in this world. We talked about how the sacred beings, how the sacred plants in the Amazon help the healer attain this and how they're very, very good at helping you identify where your weak areas are and they can help you uh, strengthen those by training, by uh, energetics and various things. But we did focus on the simulations because I thought that was pretty cool how sacred plants like the ayahuasca can put together simulations to test you out and see if you have learned your lesson to see how strong you are in certain areas. The more you grow in compassion, the more you grow in knowledge, the more you heal, you're going to become much more powerful. You're going to be able to resist a lot of problems because they're not going to come for you. There's no reason to come for you because you're there working out all of your issues. You've uh, looked to see if there's any kind of energetic complications still in your field. I mean, this is really the process that healers go through in this tradition. They also go through this same process in the high Andean Kiro healing tradition as well with their own uh, methods and with the sacred mountains and mother earth in a nutshell anyone signing up to become a healer is signing up to a lifetime of self-reflection and self-improvement because that is the way that you are able to do the work that you do all right so that's the end of today's episode i hope you learned something new i hope you have something new to consider 
If you're on Instagram, go ahead and say hi to us. We want to make some new friends. We want to see what you're up to. You can find us at Traditional Medicine Miami. And if you want to check out our website, go to traditionalmedicinemiami.com. If there's anything we could do, go ahead and send us a message. We'll be happy to help. Thanks again for hanging out with me. I hope you're having a great day or night, wherever you may be. And I look forward to hanging out with you again soon.